All right. We are Mr. Back. Producer, is your headphones, I guess, they're not working. They didn't work when you tried to run. He said there was some static working through them. Mm. They're the Skull Candies, I think. So they're... All right. Well, as long as we don't hear it, we should be fine. Well, we've taken a, a hiatus for like three weeks. Three uh, weeks. Was it three weeks? I know I was out two weeks. Two weeks. I was week out. I was out the week before. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Because yeah, I'm a working to- man. October fifth you know? was our last uh, podcast, and it is yes, now it the twenty fifth. So yeah, three weeks. All right, and a well, lot. A lot has happened. The world has changed we since had, we last had a podcast. Oh, hugely, man. But uh, before we jump into that, we want to thank our producer for showing up. We moved the podcast uh, a different day. And um, anyway, so dudes like us, I'm Sean. I'm Paul. And I am Jeff. And welcome. We have a couple guests here. We don't know if they're going to talk or not, but uh, they are dudettes, and they want to do a, be a dudette like us. And uh, if you want to introduce yourself, just go for it. I'm Ann. I'm Sue. There you go. All right. Very they good. want to create their own podcast, so they're here uh, observing professionals. And, professionals. and Sue. The very best of the best. American, <laughs> very macaroni and cheese names. I mean, very classic cliche. It's like C. Jane run with Ann and Sue, you know? Yeah, so they, they, they first wanted, just, uh, they wanted to just watch and see the setup and stuff, but we said, uh-uh. If you're going to do this, you got to mm. be in here. Head first. So, head first. There you I go. We need to practice right away. There so, you jump go. all in. There it's just go. having a conversation, right? No one is listening right now except us. So, no. we're not live or anything. So, yep. So, dudes like us, we started about three, four years ago. Uh, the premise was just to, to talk about everyday life that dudes like us go to and, and do that. It doesn't really matter. Just normal thresholds in life. Kids going, growing up, how we grew up, toys that we played with, songs that we enjoy. Um, movies, to, movies. We dip into politics. Yeah, we do. We, do we talk about politics a lot because uh, dudes like us out there are affected from the current politics that are going on. Doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, it all sucks right now. So it it's yeah, frustrating. It's, it's on our minds a lot. So it's natural mm. we talk about it. Another perspective of of the dudes like us podcast that we introduce to the the folks out there are our bourbons. So oh, we yes. we we introduce a bourbon on the first half and we introduce a bourbon on the second half. And uh, we don't ask for it'd be nice if we got some sort of promotional uh you know what a swag that they can send us, like, merch. You know? Yeah, merch. You know, like, but we'd have a lot if every one of those distilleries out there sent us something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's why I'm doing this. But I tell you, one of the coolest things <laughs> that I enjoy about dudes like us, uh, well, besides the podcast, which is it is fun, it is therapeutic for us because we get out there and we talk and we get it off our chest, and uh, and I really get it off the chest. In fact, like Jeff said, is it's super true. Uh, half the shit I say is deleted. <laughs> <laughs> No, but when we get through the bourbons, uh, at the end of uh, the bottle's life, we dump the remainder into what they call an infinity bottle. Right. And the infinity bottle, we talk about once in a blue moon, but some of those dudes like us listeners out there that are regular listeners know exactly what we're referring to. And we got it, like, the bottle is two-thirds full. It's probably yeah, got about... It looks beautiful. Close to 30 different great-tasting bourbons are all included in there, roughly anywhere from one to five ounces per bottle. So when we get to the end of a bottle that we've sampled, like once or twice, or maybe you know, maybe three times, it's not enough to go around three more times. So we take that remainder and dump it in the jug. Right. And the jug is the infinity bottle. So. And each nice. jug is a gallon. There. So we almost have a full gallon of uh, And every once in a while we, we sample it, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It changes every time you put something new in there. So. I, I bet. 
It's yeah. really, really good. Who gets to keep the jug at their house? Uh, it's here. It's uh, here. It doesn't leave here. And, and uh, I think it we, doesn't have, a, get any, we doesn't have a camera on it 24-7. Right. No one touches <laughs> on it. On our system. Yeah, we yeah. Do. Well, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would know. I think they mark it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, right. Every time. Yeah. We, we <laughs> have to. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. My kids so, are not in the house anymore, so I think that's why uh, the bourbons are here and stuff like that. So no one's drinking it. All good. All right. Did you find? All right. We'll hit this in a minute. Yes. Well, he was. He was. Uh, our producer was trying to pull it up, and it is a it's so extremely unique. proprietary bottle. So it's they don't have a whole lot of information on it. Very unique. Right. Cool. Right. So it's going to require you probably uh, reading the back. So I hope your eyesight Gosh. is. Uh, it's like uh, no. We'll do that later. <laughs> That's just a gold blur. No. All right, so very why, why has it been so long? What what happened? Let's see. You went somewhere. Well, you were out the first week, I thought, right? I was working. I was working. But then you went on a couple trips. Uh, I went. Um, yeah, work-related. I had first. work-related trip. I was out in, by, in the Carolinas. South Carolina areas yeah. for a week. And then I went to uh, visit my dad out at, by Lake Tahoe. Did you uh, sightsee at all out in Carolinas? Or was it no. like work, 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 no, go to the was, airport, go home? it was 8 to 5.30 every single day. Then work, dinner really? Like there that. wasn't like work, a team-building thing work, where you no. go to the, work, work, the work. beach? No. no. Oh, you have crappy management then. No. Um, crappy They got leaders. to hang out at a bar. Well, yeah, we'd go out to a nice <laughs> dinner and have uh, a drink or two. and then. Uh, Did anyone get blown up? <laughs> no. Although we, that's not a good idea at a work function. Well, you know, Jeff, he'll no. he'll go to the back of the kitchen and pull a big old box and <laughs> lay cardboard out, start breakdancing for everybody. No. You know, he is right. like his third bourbon. I don't think that right. happens. No, but uh, we did get to enjoy because one of the uh, team members came up from Mexico City and she brought in an outstanding bottle of tequila. Mm. Oh, nice! Uh, it's about two hundred bucks here in the states for the bottle. Yes. Wow. And that like 1842 or something like that? No, it wasn't 1842. It's, it was, well, the, the, guy, the other guy who was there says it's even better than 1842. It's Jose Cuervo um, Reserve, I think. I sent you guys a picture of it. It's one of those um, aged in a, yeah, in it's a, a bourbon it's barrel. Yeah, it's extremely aged and, and yeho. Oh. I, I was actually, I, I was meant to say 1942. I think it was what it is. No, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia. Oh, wow. You sound authentic. Yeah, yeah. that was... Does that was, not taste like tequila. Good. At all. It was like a... Like a... Cognac? That's what's interesting. These aged tequilas are the furthest thing from what you yeah, think tequila I mean, tastes I mean, like. if you're sitting there and you're tasting it, you maybe ought to pick up a little hint of that tequila flavor, but it was sweet, butterscotch, caramels, mm. nothing like a bourbon. Yeah. Right. But... Uh, well, it's because it's got the uh, it was the agave plant in there. It's got that distinct flavor. I, I really enjoy tequilas, but um, if you've been they intoxicated on tequila, <laughs> they yeah they're they're yeah. a little bit different. They they kind of uh, they pull it's on something some you never from... never touch again. No, I, I, well, I won't get. Well, drunk. We all had that, right? I mean, back in college, it was like, oh my god, I had Mad Dog, and I could never ever. If well, I back smell in college, it, it was I usually it, it was just gut rot. Oh yeah, it was something yeah. horrible. Yukon you know, Jack. Montezuma's, yeah, Yukon Jack, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've all made that mistake. Wild turkey of something that we just will never touch again, right? But so. wild turkey is actually a good bourbon. Yeah, we've well, heard, I mean, but so. back then it, it, it was. Yeah. But back then it was like you know, it was like early times. It was like the the lowest of low. One oh one. Wow, well, that's a shot. And it was so painful. Now It'll I'm like, bitch, please. It is <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so lightweight. <laughs> Whatever. 
All right. Well, what uh, what's what's been some of the major things that have happened? Let's see. Well, I mean, right out of the the, the gate, I mean, we've got a huge event happening overseas in Israel with the the attack on the Gaza Strip. You know, yeah. that's that, that that has like uh, possibly global implications. I've been watching this stuff where it's like, you know, they always say World War Three. How could World War Three start? Right. I mean, what what would have to happen? Who would have to do this? And who would have to do that? Man, I tell you what, they had a guest on the Tucker Show, Carl Tuckerson. Uh, no, uh, Tucker Carlson. Carl Tuckerson. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and there was some colonel, and you know I had no idea who he was, but he started laying out like what, like what has to happen, and and it was it was scary, it was scary. How, uh, how Colonel Douglas McGregor? Yes, and uh, I don't know. It was I, I you know I, we don't have to go into all of that, but because uh, it's kind of depressing, but. Uh, I think these uh, these terrorists knew exactly what they were doing. I think they knew exactly how Israel was going to respond, and they were hoping uh, that it causes so much of a uh, of a you know an outrage among Muslim countries in the world that for the first time Shia and uh, Sunni and Shia Muslims put aside their differences and unite in a cause. I don't know if that's going to happen. Though. If that happens, I don't know if that's going to happen. Things, though bad things because. Uh, the Palestinian people, as I listen to this stuff, there are Muslim companies who don't want the Palestinian people. Right. Egypt, like Egypt, Egypt doesn't want them. Jordan doesn't want them. Lebanon yeah. doesn't want them. That's because nobody wants to touch the toxicity of Hamas. I mean, and the, the radicals. Well, Hamas has not been the leader for forever. No, they haven't, but they've you been know, around. They've been, you know, they've, they're, they're quote unquote elected now. Well, leader, yeah, but they've, right. they've got Dominion voting machines there. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging chads. Hanging chads, right. <laughs> That's how they got in. Right. I know it. So, you know, you, you have that whole thing, but then, then I also think, well, maybe they don't want that, and they want the Palestinian people to be there in conflict just to create the conflict. 100%. That's exactly right. The Even the son of the Hamas founder said they couldn't care less about the Palestinian people. Their, their sole goal, goal is, to, uh, is to form the caliphate. Right is to bring right. bring the Muslim Empire back to its, its grandiose uh, you know existence and um, and they can't do that with unless the Muslim world unites and so they keep the Palestinian people in this hotbed of state of flux yes. right yes well Absolutely. it's it's transferring over to the United States I mean they've got these uh, representations throughout the United States. Yeah, what's up with all these colleges, man? All these colleges, all these people are pro. Well, there there are folks out there that are Muslims that are outright saying that they want to take over the United States. Right. And they want to have Muslim religion in every household. And we will, quote unquote. Right. You know, they're going to they're going to force it. So, it's just That's it's, their long game. It's just not cool. That's and, their long game. But 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 still these uh these um you know these these college uh, uprisings, whatever you call them, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and and they're not all Muslim. I mean, these are you know the woke. Well, this is the what woke I don't, younger crowd. This is what that I don't is understand like, is, I think these are the same people who think men can be women, right? right. The it's whole the same. It's the, it's the same group of folks who do this, and and I don't I don't understand the immediate attachment to Hamas. Why support that? Didn't you see what they did? 
So they would say they, they don't support Hamas. They are supporting uh, Palestine and the Palestinians. And Israel brought this on themselves because they occupied them and brutalized them. What else do they have? What choice do they have? This is, this but is they, the they, only way that they can fight back. They don't occupy really? them. They said, here's Gaza. This Absolutely. is where you live. Absolutely. They're not occupied. No, they are not. Here's your, here's your country or whatever you want to call it and rule yourself. And they elected Hamas to they rule did. them. And they this did. is what you get. They did. I know it. It's crazy. Anyway. So, but I don't understand. I don't understand the even in the Hollywood. Uh, although they're starting to take this back because they're they're starting to get shit. Is the pro Palestine slash Hamas support from Hollywood from these professors? The professors aren't really backing down. No. Um, but uh, I, I don't understand the. I don't know if it's a knee jerk reaction or what the reasoning is to be anti Semitic slash anti-Jew at this point. I know it. And it's an interesting dynamic because you're seeing the Jewish Jewish celebrities and Jewish, you know, w- w- Jewish sports uh, people. I mean, they, right. they're the ones, like, calling them out and saying, why are you being pro-Palestinian on this deal? Did you see what Hamas did, right? Right. I mean, and they're, a lot of these people are liberal. They're liberal Jewish people mm. fighting liberal. Right. It's a very interesting dynamic. They're eating themselves. They're eating themselves. And and I and I, I look back at like uh, UPenn is an exceptionally egregious one, right? Who uh, has said some really bad things to professors there, and I'm thinking, what about and a lot of a lot of Jewish students go to these schools? Sure. That entire Jewish community, how do they feel when when they're walking to class and they see this going on? They've got to be furious. Well, I'd be. A, Petrified as well. Oh yeah, not safe. Yeah, you know, not you safe. Right, and uh, um, and I know there's a lot of uh, big time donors starting to pool funds. Oh yeah, that that's when it's going to hurt. That's when They're the colleges are going to go. I mean, wasn't it Harvard? Harvard lost their some major. Harvard grant. did. Well, there's going to take the the sleeping giant needs to stand up, and the the Christian population need to stand up, and they need to pull a Bud Light. <laughs> and uh, look, right. pull a bit uh, light. Hey, well, you got Woody. Uh, what is his name? Wood. Uh, Woody Carlson. Is that his name? Who? Uh, the white man can't jump guy. Woody yeah. Harrelson. Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Is that his name? He uh, he had a meme put out where he's talking about, hey, look, the only way you're going to be able to make change is that you have to stop using the people that you want to change. If there's someone out there that's doing something like Bud Light and you don't like their promotion, you don't like their style, don't buy their products. Hit them where it hurts. The money's where it hurts. Correct. So that's that. And I think you're. I think if these these big time donors continue to withhold their money, their endowments, it's no. going to change in a hurry. You'll see some changes. It may take I, a little time. I think time. there there needs to be a huge overload, a huge change on the whole dynamics of the college institutions. Period. I mean, just the the, oh, the yeah. money being spent in there. Uh, you know, football is fan fucking fantastic. I get it, but you know what? Why do I need to drop an additional fifteen to twenty thousand dollars for my kid to go to school there to support the football uh, curriculum? You know, so they can they can uh, build that thirty million dollar stadium, hundred million dollar stadium. I was I'm say, sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't Heck, know. Prosper, I don't, Prosper, I don't, just I don't, put in their budget a ninety five million dollar stadium. Prosper, correct, dude. Prosper. You know, I, unbelievable. I just, it's irresponsible to spend that money. Like that, it's just like it's. And, and there's a trend that they got these. The it's the trend of but dropping you, 130 billion dollars and sending it over to uh, to Ukraine. You know what's, what's what's stupid though is these school districts. There's 
uh, budgets and money that you you uh, can assign, like that ninety-five million dollars, they can't spend that on teachers' raises or anything. Right, it's, it's been earmarked. earmarked for that. It can only be spent for that. Now it's been voted on and everything, right. but. And everybody gets all if, up in arms anyway yeah, they want because you're like, well, blah, blah, blah. we yeah. voted on it. This $95 million, I can't use for teachers. I can't use for anything else. It's for that. By law, I have to use it for that. Right. So I get Now, I don't have to spend $95 It's million. an option. It's, it, it's obnoxious. And I think that we need to kick them where it hurts. And I think that's one of the, the programs we need. If you want a football college, go to a football college. I think when you start coming up with some of these colleges that focus on what we need. I don't think we need uh, all this other. The reason why they spend all that money on football and sports in general is because that's what brings money into the school. Well, period. Well, education, and you're not going to get around reason for the schools. I get it. I get it. But they're going to they're going to cater to what brings in money. I don't know if tuition goes to fund the football team because I watched the uh, the Johnny Manziel documentary. Yeah, and that year that he did good, they had donations of seven hundred million dollars. Right. Which paid for that stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Tuition. That's on top of tuition. Yeah, tuition doesn't pay for the sports. Sports no. pays for sports, and sports pays for other things. Correct. But n- tuition doesn't pay for anything. Yeah, tuition it pays for your your new buildings, right? Your teacher salaries, right? In administration, it doesn't pay for sports, right? Well, no, I mean, like I said, I mean they're 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 not stupid. They know that if they attract, uh, get a nice fancy shiny stadium, and they get a a, a great coach. Who makes five million dollars a year, and they can recruit and get and build up but a football got, program. You've got these it brings in money. Dumbass teachers. I'm sorry in the in the in the schools that are pushing dumbass agendas. Oh, you're talking about like liberal and radical. Oh my professors. god! I mean, like yeah, right they're here, a too crazy. Right here in Allen, <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's not. She's elementary school teacher here in Allen ISD, oh. and I just want to try to bring more awareness. For furries like myself, now I have the most students in my class that have actually transitioned from a human being to a cat. Now I know I'm a rat, but that's more because I'm a Chuck E. Cheese. I think he was kidding. This is all satire, making fun of the whole. I think I think he completely was making fun of everybody that is doing this kind of stuff. Correct. Thank God. Because, because it was over the top. But why well, is he wasting our exactly. our time? That's a better question. That? Well, he I think he's trying to make a statement for one thing. That 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 whole gender thing is a stupid <laughs> but, but, movement. Saying, but but that you need furry, to have litter boxes in the classroom. But that furry so thing, they can defecate. <laughs> no, but that furry <laughs> that furry thing is for real. Well, the furries are there uh, are <laughs> there are kids that are that are insisting on being treated like cats. Way. Yes, yes. Yeah. it's a real thing. Yes, and so they are demanding that that uh, a bowl of water be put on their desk oh, so that they can lap no. out of it. It's a real thing. Yeah, and and it's you know what it is. It's this. We live in this desperate generation of of attention, like attention to like a, a crazy unhealthy level. Right. It's a fetish, if you ask me. Yeah. It's yeah. Ew. It's mental illness. Yeah, no. you can call it that too. No, it, it's absolute mental illness. And I'll tell you what, Joe Rogan uh, mentioned something on his podcast. He had a, he had a, something going on with his daughter, where she wanted to be one of these little furry things. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to identify as a wolf, and he was like, "All right, let's go camping." So he took her out. Uh, he says, "All right, you're going to spend the night out here." <laughs> you're a wolf, right? You're a wolf. You're a wolf. Now go hunt for your food. He left her out there. I mean, he's got what. <laughs> Hundred thousand acres. I mean, he's whatever. But he left her out there. Uh, fucking 
six hours later, she calls him up. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> Please, so, six hours? I would imagine thirty whatever. minutes later. Whatever, but she, but but my point by bringing that up is that he 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 put her in that scenario and she changed it. She went home and she got all her furry shit and threw it out. I'm yeah. not a wolf anymore. <laughs> well, you know what? Everybody needs a wake up call if they have mental illness, man. So I don't know. Yeah, if you're this a wolf, one. live out here, shit in the woods, pee in the woods, and go catch your food and eat it raw. Yeah, yeah. I'm, if I'm, you if you do that, I think I'll I'm part you. wolf. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely support somebody. If you want to live that. like that, you're not in the house anymore. Yeah, they're outside on a chain. You don't have clothes. You're nude. Oh, now it's a huh. party. Now the podcast got. I'm real. in. That'd be kind of weird, though. You're, I don't know how old his daughter is, but that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I will share with you because I'm about to drink the whole God blessing thing. Uh, Jeff, you were talking about your travels. Uh, went to uh, a work function. And uh, I hear your response uh, about how drunk you got out there. You were. I did not. Uh, I, I had some drinks. I did not get drunk. Oh. Right. So the tequila was outstanding. We uh, there's a rooftop bar that was very nice. Oh, nice. What uh, was we, the weather like out there? That was perfect. Mm. It was perfect. You got the ocean blowing in. You got the it's 60 not on the, Charlotte's not on the. Is it like through your hair? Just kind of. No, Charlotte's in, in he's not Fabio from your chest. Or Fabio? Is it Fabio? I was talking Fabio? about his, his chest hair. Yeah, because my hair is so... Who's the one that's on a horse with the long hair, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm wonderful. Yeah, Look at that's me. That's Fabio. He had a wife beater it on. It is he Fabio. Yeah. He doesn't have a wife beater on, does no, he? No, he had a wife beater on. His hair was all hanging out. Oh, like, gross. Yes. Never no, mind. so the trip was good. So the work trip was good. And <laughs> then uh, two days later, three days later, I turn around and I fly out to Lake Tahoe region uh, to visit my dad, yeah. right? And I was out there for a week. Yeah, you were sending all these scenic, oh, look at the mountains in the background. Oh, look at look me. where I am. I'm so oh, bo- I'm oh, in heaven right check now. Check out this bottle of Old Forester. Yes. And I there's a you secretly. <coughs> I drank one. And, and there's a, in the little little town that he lives in, there's a liquor store slash wine store. And I go in there. I went there last time. I didn't even know the place existed. He's been there for 15 years. And uh, I went in there, and I saw that. Uh, and uh, he only had one left. And uh, anyway, the bourbon is, what is it, Sean? Uh, Old Forester Single Barrel, Barrel Strength, Nevada Strong 2020. Wow. This is a 63.90 proof. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, alcohol content, 127.8 proof. This is a solid, solid bourbon. It is. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, I was going to slam it into another secret pour without you guys knowing, but. No, you aren't. What? What? Jeez. That's not allowed. Nah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 He didn't like that answer. But anyway, I go in there and, uh, you know, he has, he's, it's not a, it's not a big store. It's like an old house that he's, he's converted over to a little, little shop. Is that the sandwich place we went to? No. Oh, it was a different place? That was a different place. And, um, they had that, and he had some uh, uh, McHenry ten years. Um, McKenna. Uh, he, McKenna, yeah, McKenna ten year. Yeah, he wanted a hundred bucks for that, and I was like, "Oh my god, pass. for McKenna ten year?" Yeah, the McKenna ten year. Uh, it was kinda, like fifty five, is what we pay for it. Oh, it was forty bucks. Oh yeah, 40, there we go. I turned um, around and looked at him. He's like, <laughs> he just kind of shrugged. You do the bitch, please. Thing. Yeah, I kind of gave him that look, and uh, <laughs> this old Forrester was. Up. Was the net was the look with your neck going sideways? Yeah, you the neck going sideways. <laughs> like, oh brother, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't do video, ladies. Right, right. Uh, so he had that. He also had an Elijah Craig eighteen. 
Oh, oh yeah. Was it, it was Elijah Craig 18 or Knob Creek 18? Oh, I bet 18. that's oaky as hell. Well, he even said, because I asked him, he wanted like 250 bucks or something like that for it. And I was like, he's like, yeah, he goes, the 15 year is much, much better. So he even kind of. So he's tasted it. Yeah, he said, well, that's a new bottle. He's had it before. God. Yeah. Yeah, 18 years, that'd be a long. You know what? Maybe dudes like us need to open up a bourbon store. Yeah. We could sell bourbon. Then when we get the, uh, the specialty bourbons that come in, we don't have to sell it. We just keep it. There we right. go. Yeah, yep. get get on that, Sean. Start, start our our bourbon store. Oh, we'll have a special little allocated area for our special stuff. Right. So this bottle, I think, normally is around eighty to ninety bucks. Uh, he wanted the hundred bucks for it, so it wasn't marked up ridiculous. Mm. I get super it. solid. I'm if, enjoying if the hell out find, of it. If it's hard yeah. to find, I, I get why they yeah. overcharge for it. I've never seen They're not it. Dumb. I've never seen it here locally uh, or anywhere. Right. So we don't, I mean, it's so rare, in fact, that uh, Mr. Producer couldn't find it on the internet and couldn't, uh, we usually, it usually has like a little thing about the nose and the finish and the and the this and the that and it's a ridiculous description of, oh, you feel butterscotch in the beginning and then you uh, almond, uh, blah, 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 baklava, blah, blah, blah. toasted baklava. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All the, and they're like, we taste none of that. We taste right. bourbon. So. Right. Anyway. No, but this is, this is solid. Uh there's a little bit of alcohol at the front, right? You could feel a little twinge on the yeah, tongue. A little ethanol And then uh, traditional bourbon flavors, I think, right? The caramels, the butterscotches, stuff like that. It's Outstanding. Good. It's got a little sweetness to it, too. I would highly uh, recommend this. I would give it a 7.8. I think it's around the 8, eight, and, a, eight and a quarter, maybe, right around the Elijah Craig barrel proofs, I think. Hmm. It's very similar to those. What is the uh, the pinwheel pin pin hook pin hook? Yeah, that pin hook. It doesn't. This is good. Uh, I don't, it's not eight and a half like I gave pin hook. It's definitely over seven. <clears throat> I would. I'd throw this a solid eight. Yeah, solid eight. This is a fantastic bottle of bourbon. It yeah. was a huge score. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I was very you excited know, when I saw that. You never know when you because when we when you see these bottles, we you get excited. You're kind of like, oh my god, we found a unicorn. And but then we don't have any idea what it tastes like until we get back. Right. That's why I buy two. Have we ever had a unicorn where we're like, "This is awful." Oh yeah, you're Williamsburg. <laughs> no, no, no. We've had ones that we we've the blood oath. We had a blood oath that comes out once a year, and it's semi hard to find. Uh, and we were when we tasted it, we were about we were very meh on that. Right. Yeah, it's rare that I mean, when I say unicorn, it's one that we know it's hard to find, and then we were disappointed. I mean, but there are plenty of bourbons you know, we just I, I never say, it's there every week, and we go ahead and try it, and it's not I would that say great. Blanton's really, you know, that is a difficult bourbon to get. It's desirable, but in my opinion, it's I not fantastic. It's, it's, it's only middle, eighty proof. It's ninety, I believe. Yeah, 80, it's a middle of the road. It's a middle of the road yeah. bourbon, if you ask me. But yeah, it's very, very, very hard to find. That's because it's been so hyped. Because John Wick drinks it. John ah. Wick. John well, and Wick. it's that whole, you know, they 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 collect the the little. Figurines, correct. The little uh, monopoly. They do have higher proof versions of Blantons, which is even harder to find. Oh yeah, forget that. Single barrel, single barrel Blantons. <laughs> yeah, Good they, luck. They got several different versions. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, right, well, when you were yeah. out in the uh, the uh, God bless it, in where were you? Utah. No. Uh, Tahoe. 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 Oh, you were actually in Lake Tahoe. We area? went. We went over there. I wanted to get him over there. It had been since twenty. 16 that he's been over there. Did you jump in the uh, the old lake? No, no. I did not. It would have been pretty chilly. 
You should have brought your your mask, goggles, goggles, and dig up a sock at the bottom of a lake like you did. I, I what? thought I thought it was a a cucumber fish. <laughs> it was low, and I swam down there. I'm going to get that. I know it's like ten feet down, but fuck it, I'm getting it. I don't know what it is. I touched it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a sock." Oh, dude, it and was, he brought it up and looked. At it. It oh, it was, like it was a tube sock. It was gross. It, I'm as seeing fuck, I'm man. seeing a trend because when you went out to your <laughs> mystery island with your metal detector, you're always looking for the for the for the unicorn under the the ground or under the water. You know, I. Yeah, I enjoy the hunt. You, you said the guy that found the sword. He found the big Roman sword. And yeah. it's all like, <laughs> it had like stuff all stuck to it. I, I want to find some hidden booty, right. you know? <laughs> well, you did, a sock. <laughs> some guy's sock. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, you know, a very important person's sock. Yeah, you know what it could have been? It could have been, been, uh, been Abraham Lincoln. Sock. Abraham Lincoln. It could have been down there for 100 years. At least. I, Who knows? It, it had a Walmart brand on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that rules out. It had a bunch of nasty stuff on there. Anyways, yeah, yeah, I'm glad we, you had a good time. Yeah, but we did go. I don't know if you remember the area uh, we went to where they had the. Uh, it, was, it was a flat hike, and it was kind of over a swampy area, bog type thing. And then it overlooked a river. And then the salmon were still running. Mm. So there's a type of salmon that runs, um, I guess, from Lake Tahoe up this river. And they're, and they're, they're all jumping. They're all jumping out no, of the water. No, they were Did you all... bring out your billy club and smack them on the jumping out of the water? All these no. bears were all just jumping but out of their mouths there and were a bunch of signs out that, be warned, this is bear season. Absolutely. They stand there and the, the fish jump into their mouth. They don't do, do, you have do your, anything. Do you have but, your bottle of spray, bear spray? <laughs> I turned around and asked my dad. I was like, did you bring your bear spray? He's like, no, I probably should have. Um, so we didn't see any. So that was that was good. But the fish, the fish are, were already red, and they were at the end of their life. So they were not very active. They were in the water just kind of swimming, waiting to die. They've already spawned, laid their eggs, and they were just How kind depressing. of. depressing. Yeah. Yeah, the I whole the whole so. pur- the purpose of their whole life is to swim upstream and to lay some eggs, and then that's it. They just die, and there was dead ones on the side. They weren't there. Was, most of them were still alive, but I wonder uh, if the older ones are tastier than the the younger ones after they turn red. I have no idea. So here here's the I'll give I don't you, think uh, so. I'll give you some of the dynamic. I'll give you some of my perspective based on my experience working in some of the seafood uh, restaurants. Like there was a, a fuck two thousand nineteen ninety. 1995, 96, 7, somewhere in there. I worked at Humperdinks in Las Colinas. All right, Humperdinks was like the Guinness Book of World Records tallest bar, and it was a high-end seafood restaurant. And um, the Dallas Cowboys used to venture there back in that time because they were they were winning a lot back then. Mm. And uh, they had uh, a contract set up for this Alaskan salmon uh, through a shipping company called Bruce Gore. And Bruce Gore Shipping Company. So he would send the Copper River salmon to our restaurant, huge Copper River salmon, rich in color. And one of the things I learned, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe I had too much coffee. I didn't do drugs back then, so I was like, I don't know what the fuck about it. I retained this information about it. <laughs> so the most flavorful fish that you get when it's salmon is you got to catch them before the end of their trip. Because right. the color is rich, the Copper River salmon. They they eat. They they full of uh, all the food, yeah, and yeah. then they they start the marathon. Boom! Right up the river. So the further they get along the river, the more nutrients they they they, 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 they lose. So you want to eat them right at the beginning. You want to crack them, smack them, and uh, pull them out. But if you wait towards the end, I think they lose some of that luster. Hmm. Well, they do. I, I, I think because they don't eat. There comes a point where they don't eat anymore. 
Yeah. So they start consuming themselves. And what's interesting, and I just looked, it's the kokanee salmon. And they're small. They're probably a foot long. What's interesting, and it not just happens to them, but they're the salmon have like beaks on them. And they they start to curve, if you ever notice that. Oh, like an arcatuthis? Yeah, so the bottom one comes up and the and the and the beak of these salmons curve as they uh see like here there's a fresh wow, one that's right there. Interesting. And as they turn red <clears throat> The, like the bottom one gets really long. You see it right there? Look oh, at look that. at that. It's kind Ugh, of, of phallic. So that's what it turns into. I wouldn't eat that thing. Yeah. I would. So their whole face distorts. A little Tabasco. Uh, yeah. Their body kind of distorts and turns uh, red like that. Some sriracha sauce. And when they turn like this, they're, they're that's near the end. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the plural of, of salmon is salmon? Salmons? With an S? Or is it plural like deer, deers? The salmine. <laughs> No, this is not. Seriously, what is the, the front pl- hold door? On. What is the plural? Salmons. Of salmons. Salmons. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. Well, tell us, Sue, what is the, the plural of salmon? Do you know? Survey says. I have no idea, and seeing the picture of those red salmon, I never want to eat it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't eat it. Probably the best like salmon. That. Yes. Right, plural uh, of salmon. Hey, let, let us hear I it. I thought so. Let, the let's hear it. plural of salmon. Is word hippo. Salmon. Plural form of salmon is salmon. Yeah, correct. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I said. Here, here, here play. Yeah, that's do the sound bite. <laughs> Does it work? Salmon, salmon, <laughs> salmon, 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 salmon. I bugged Salman. my wife. I'll go to I'll go to a restaurant. I was like, I'm gonna get me some salmon. Salmon. She's like, it's not salmon. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate you. Yes. <laughs> oh wait a minute, that's my wife. Right. I right. bet you there's a lot of people who mis- mispronounce that. Same. Well, well, I'm glad you made it back safe. Uh, I'm super happy you got to see your dad. Uh, like most dudes like us out there, uh, our parents are getting older. They uh, are. And, you know, you, you never know when you're going to see somebody again. Right. And uh, we had a, a dear, dear friend that just passed away. Oh, yeah. And, it, like, yes, day before yesterday. <laughs> it's crazy. In our neighborhood, uh, a, it was a Monday. pillar. It was Monday, right? Yes. So this this gentleman, um, I'll say it. Fuck it. Tom Hermes. Uh, Tom Hermes just passed away, and you know he was he was big into the church. The good guy. Uh, he's a, really he a fantastic guy. guy. Uh, he was a teacher. Um, he retired from being a teacher, and he worked for the state of Kansas, uh, proofing websites. For huh. them, for the state of Kansas, kind of crazy gig. So basically, they would send him links. Hey, does everything work? Check it out, and that's what he, that's what he did. So he was he would dip. Another reason why I tell people out there, don't fucking dip. Right. It's cancerous. It's stupid. So he would dip, and you know he loved it. It was this thing that I mean, he got cancer, and it started off in his ear. Well, ate half his face away. Not half. Ultimately, but it did. A big chunk of it. Ultimately, mm. it did, and um, you know, and and. Uh, Look, I I feel bad for obviously his experience because it was it's got to suck, you know. Getting cancer sucks, period. Right. But you know, he got uh, some chemo. He got a bunch of it ripped out. Surgery, surgery, dropped a lot of money, and you know what? You, what's your life? You want you know spare no expense. I want to live. Uh, but he got mad because it fucking came back, and he was like, "Fuck it," and he gave up. Mm. He gave up, and that was that was. Four years ago, five oh, years so ago, he's been fighting it for that long. So yeah, and and he literally and I and I tried I, you know, he and I used to hang out a lot. I mean, all the time. 
we would every day we'd, we'd go do something because I was a contractor at that time. So I would pick him up and he would go with me some of my jobs and he would work with me on it and I'd pay him. And uh, so we hung out a lot. And then when I started working for the company I currently work for, that all stopped. And uh, I, it's not like I didn't want to hang out with him. I just right. I had a fucking just real job, man. I couldn't. Circumstances, yeah. Right. So, you know, we, we kind of had that separation. And, uh, you know, dudes like us out there, you got you to gotta take advantage of those friends out there and recognize them and talk with them. And, you know, he, he ultimately ended up passing away. Uh, of all things, he couldn't eat solid food. Oh, man. And uh, he tried eating, uh, from what I understood, some potatoes or something like that, and it didn't go out quite white. It didn't go down quite, quite right. What the fuck, man? And um, <laughs> he, ended up his, uh, he ended up choking, and he got asphyxiated. And, and he's by himself, him. right? No, he had someone there. Oh. He had someone so there. So he, li- he literally choked to death. I believe so. Uh, oh, wow. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not 100% that that's the truth. I'm 99% that's the truth because someone told me that was there. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what happened. Awful. But I, I don't know if that's privileged information or not. But nonetheless, man, it, it's really sad because uh, it's, it's, another, it's, a, it's another game in life when you're dealing with insurances. You know, it, it, it crosses all, both sides of the aisle. You know, when you, you have to lean on your insurance to take care of stuff, it's all about money. If you want to live, you got to pay. Well, yeah. Right. That's yeah, it. True. That's the bottom line. You want you want to get that. You, you, you need this fixed. You got to pay. You just got to pay. And if you don't have money, fuck it. Get in the back of the line. You know, there are, I think, I think there, you know, I don't know if it's a benefit, but, well, it is a benefit, but I look at uh, the military folks, right? Yeah. Like your your dad, Sean, uh, my my wife's dad, go to the vet, and it's quote unquote free healthcare, right? And the VA at the VA, right? Now you're dealing with the VA, right? And you have to deal with their timeline and their schedules, and And it's not the the, bullshit you have to go through. But top quality, but right. If you need surgery, you're gonna get surgery. Yeah, and uh, it's not gonna cost you anything. Um, Like for instance, my brother-in-law, who's retired colonel from the Air Force, he just yesterday morning had his hip replaced mm-hmm. and oh, wow. uh, and uh at the i guess at the vet free whole nine yards you know yeah but he paid for that with his life in the military right you know what and i i i, I totally agree with that as a matter of fact i would i wish I, i'm thankful it's free for all vets i wish it were better Better, better quality. Like, Correct. It's just a look. Big uh, I got to disagree with that. Right. I, I, I think that you're mislabeling the VA clinic because my dad, he's already. Oh, meaning it's, it's better quality than I'm. Yep. Saying okay. Yep. Because my dad, uh, yeah, there are some areas of concern. Sure. You know, looking at the big picture, there are areas of concern, uh, but I think the, I think most of it, my dad has not complained because he will complain. Right. <laughs> when he's got an ailment. Right. He goes and gets it fixed. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and and, uh, and and he's on top of shit. He's he's. I've never heard him complain about the the quality of the doctors there because he calls them out. Good. I mean, I guess if you're passive, and, the only, uh, the only thing I've heard is the bureaucracy and the red tape, and and I have no experience. I've just seen the news stories, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, someone's you know the, the the VA bureaucracy and the red tape of someone having to get to see a doctor to get the medication. 
whatever the nine yards, right? They're right. fighting some illness, and right. it took and eight maybe, months to see them. Right, and maybe there's thing. better VAs than others. I, I think that's true, right? too. Right. Mm, that's true, too. I, I, I don't know. I Based on what my dad said in his experience, because that, that was a, a very specific question I asked him about right. the VA and his experience with it. He, is, he hasn't had a real big problem. You know, he thinks that they're idiots sometimes. Right. Excuse me. <laughs> and they'll, um, you know, because they, you know, you go to a general practitioner and you go like, all right, let's size up what's going on and let's point you in the right direction and boom, send you off. Um, some of those guys are stupid. And uh, based on what my dad said, <laughs> it was like, why are you sending me here? And he's like, I don't know. And everyone's looking at each other like they're freaking idiots. Uh, yeah, there, some of that's going on. But as far as like the, the quality, when you actually go in there for a procedure, they got top notch doctors that are doing their shit. That's good. They've earned it. Yeah. They definitely have a. You know, it's in my it's opinion. the like Jeff said. It's the red tape. It's the the. I, I don't know if it's the bureaucracy of getting a procedure done and the authority extended to getting the procedure done. I, I think it's anything that is run by the government is poorly run. Correct. Oh, amen. I, mean, I think that's, that's what just, it is. That's the way you. I, I have to say I agree with that totally. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean yes. seriously. I mean any problem they try to solve, they they go about it in a very inefficient, bloated. Uh, you know, uh, in an ineffective way. Right. Tell you what, let's do a hard, uh, a quick hard ninety here. Uh, we've got we've got some guests here that are we got Ann and Sue, and uh, they're they're just they're, they're sitting in. Yeah, they're observing. They're observing on our, no our longer, podcast. They're going to be they're active. Members interested now. in oh. in starting something new, and uh, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second to see if you can't just walk us through your business plan of what the podcast is going to be about, ish. Oh, great, thanks, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anne, introduce um, yourself before Sue starts, because you need to start getting used to talking. I mean, now's the time. Introduce you, yourself. Yeah, if you guys are going to start a <laughs> podcast, you've got to be assertive. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I'm Anne. Um. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. I like yeah, margaritas. Leo. 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 <laughs> our, but our topic is so vastly different it than is. your vastly, topic. Vastly different. But yeah. it's a great noble cause. What you it is. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the spirit of what I want you to talk about. So Sue and I met through grief. We've both lost a child, both in college, both due to tragic, unforeseen circumstances. And our experience through that has bonded us as lifeline, lifetime mm-hmm. companions. Um, that's great. Our experience is the first year, lots of support, lots of understanding, lots of lift, love, and just complete support. Second year, they are still there. Third year, they start to wane off. Fourth and on, you're supposed to be healed. You're supposed to be on your feet. You're supposed to rebound to what you once were. Um, They want the old you back. There is limited support and understanding. Almost everyone, family especially, family family especially, they're just, they're completely, and I get it from their perspective and the fact that they want us the way we were. Right. Right. Um, Well, I also think that people think you go through the stages of grief and we should be through those stages. They don't understand that grief is actually a journey, a lifetime journey, Mm. and it doesn't go away. Carly's, my daughter was um, killed four years ago and it doesn't get better. I'm I'm not over it. I'm not going to be over it. And right. I think one of the issues that Anne and I talk about all the time is there's so much support for people in the first couple of years of grief. 
but then there's nothing. Right. And I think yeah. society or people think we should be over it and we're not. And there's a big gap. There's a missing market for people in our situation that we still are on this journey, but there's no no support out there. Yeah. So you feel left behind. Basically. Correct. Everybody it, else has moved on. They want things to be normal again. Right. It'd be much easier for them if things mm. were back to the way they were. Sure. It'd be much easier for us. You don't expect an amputee that has no artificial limb to be able to use both hands if they've lost a hand. Right. But they expect us to still be able to pick up, go on, and be once we was, what we once were. Sure. So is this uh, an effort to create sort of, uh, a, a podcast of uh, group therapy, so to speak, to talk about uh, your experiences? I think it's twofold, actually, because I think one society in general could learn a lot from our podcast and mm-hmm. learn about grief, that it doesn't end in your five grief steps. And it does. It is a journey. It does go on. And this is how we feel in our grief. But I also think it's for moms who are in year five, year six, year seven, and there is no support. And, and, and what am I feeling? Is that normal? Do other parents feel that way? And sure. talk about those right. kind of issues that, that, okay, I'm not alone out there in my thoughts. Right. There are other people out there that feel the same way I do. So. And, and you're not like, uh, you don't have to have this feeling like you're taking too long to heal or, or everybody's expecting you to be over this by now. What's wrong with me? Why am I not over this? Right. Um, you know, and, and that and that's that's normal to not be over that. Correct. And you want to get that message out that you know what it's okay. It 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 takes as long as it takes. Exactly. And that you guys are you know you might be voices of support. Exactly. That's what we're hoping. That's but right. it's also for the family. It's yes. for the extended family, the extended friendships. It's for all of them to listen and go and understand. Oh, so it's not just my daughter, my sister my niece who is not over this it's this is normal this This is what's going on it's very easy to be able to judge someone unless you've walked in their shoes sure Mm -hmm. and we all do it don't misunderstand i was that pious person that thought this will never happen to me this is not me this is not my situation and why aren't they over said thing why are they dwelling why are they where they're at sure i think it's one of those you, you don't know You've experienced it, unfortunately, so now you know, and you want to help those who were in your shoes. You're like, that's not me. That's never going to happen. So you want them to understand as well. Mm, correct. Right. Exactly. The relatability. Right. Correct. Yep. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and that's not, I mean, you guys are courageous because that's not easy to talk about, right? No, oh, but it's, it's so needed. It's so needed, and that's what is. That's what drives you. That's, yeah, that's exactly why we're moving forward with this, because it's an and market that is not out there right now and it needs to be out there sure sure so. now how i mean are there's got to be some support organizations that you do know of that you could pitch pitch to with with a podcast or or how is it too loosely not a lot of organizations out there or what do you think i think there are a ton of organizations out there but again it's for the first two to three years and there's right. nothing beyond that. There's nothing. Um, people just tend to think you should be moved on or over it. or um, right. So there, is, it, there isn't anything past the first couple of years. Gotcha. Okay. So, and unfortunately, the organizations that we've experienced, it's all about the tragedy of how your child's died. Mm-hmm. And so you go to these support groups and it's, oh, thank God that's not me. Well, at least that wasn't my circumstance. At least this, at least that. And it's, it's, their way of coping what they're going through, which I fully understand, but it's also, 
it's a comparative competitive thing rather sure. than oh, just yeah. understanding, which is just horrible. Well, so it's I, not guided necessarily by a therapist or by somebody that's guiding you through it. And right. I agree with you, but I think the real issue is that um, grief beyond the second year is different and it looks different. It smells different, tastes different, and there's nothing out there for those people. So yeah. right. we're trying to use a podcast to fill that gap for those m- parents that are in year three, four, yeah. five, six. Ongoing care. Correct. Right. I think it's, uh, it's like the Paul says, very noble. That's a great idea because, you know, I'm kind of like where you were. It's like I've, I haven't experienced that. I never thought about that before. You know, what's it like five years after, you know? You got you got to empty is a void. <laughs> right. Holidays come by. You're going, you got you got Christmas stockings you're pulling out of the attic and you're you're putting them on the uh the mantle and the reminders <laughs> never go away. Yeah. Still, you still can't do it. No. Still have never put up a Christmas mm. stocking since it's death. it's tough. I mean, no, I, I I couldn't fathom losing one of my kids. I couldn't fathom. And that's why kids. we're unrelatable. And I get it. Yeah. I'm not faulting anybody that we're unrelatable, but no. that's also why people don't want to talk about it, listen to it, hear about it because it's like that's too painful. It's too real. They also don't. I, I'm I'm just projecting here. They probably also don't know how to solve it, right. and so they. But there's actually no solve. Right. But but nothing frustrates humans more than having a problem that they can't solve. Agreed. And I, so they feel like probably as a support team, they want to help you solve it. Correct. And it's not solvable. It correct. Isn't. And so they get frustrated. I mean, I, I'm just no. You're, I, you're I, exactly you probably, right. You probably have run into. I mean, I would imagine. It's different flavors of how different people support and how you know how they handle it and stuff like that. But I would imagine some people are like, okay, I can't, I can't do any more than I've done to try to solve this problem. So I don't, I'm just going to withdraw. Right. I think that's huge, Paul. Yes, I think a lot of people feel that way. And what people don't understand is just, just be with us where we're at. Sure. I mean, every day is different for us. There are days that I'm fine. I laugh. I'm happy. I'm having a great day. And there sure. are days that something happens and I'm bawling my eyes out in my room. Right. So every day is different. And meet us where we're at during in that day or at, during that time. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Is and meanwhile, something? everybody else's lives go on. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And it, that's hard to watch, and too. Yeah. And you're stuck. You're <laughs> yes, spinning. Because we're stuck. Yep. Right. I get so it. is there. Um, so I've got two questions. Uh, first of all, does it affect your relationship with your your spouse? A hundred percent for me. Yes. <laughs> we, we've grown closer. We it was fight or flight mode. And so we fought together. We've we've grown as close as we possibly could. We survived the worst of hell, and we made it through the other side. But that is a conscious decision, and it's a fight. It's um, my bro- my husband lost two of his brothers, both at the age, both in their teens. And the one piece of advice that his father gave us was never blame each other, never blame. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to look at myself and blame myself. Like, well, why didn't I do this? Yeah. Why did I allow him to go to that university? Right. He had choices. You know, surely if he would have gone to a different university, which he had scholarships to, he wouldn't. This would not have happened. Yep. If he were closer, you second guess this, everything. Correct, and it's it's the way it's a coping, it's a processing of the grief and the death and things like that. So for us, we're fortunate, but it is a it's a very very tough thing. Yeah, because so. everybody deals with grief differently. Correct. Right, and men in general. I mean, I'm not. I mean, men in oh. general, we 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 just stuff it down. 
Yeah, right. we try to lock it away. Yeah, we lock it away, pretend like it doesn't exist, and move well, on. And that different. probably doesn't. Women and men are different the way they handle. Different. Believe it or not, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, we we 100%. are different the way we think, and uh, guys are able and to deal with things. Yeah, we handle things differently. One of the grief processes that we went through was my therapist had said he needs to tell his story three times to three different parties, to three different family members, mm. three different people that are entrusted. Mm. And it was extremely eye-opening to hear his story. Sure, how it, how it impacted him. No, just the days, the events, the whatever. Oh, I see. Because I was the one on the phone with the ER doctor. I was the one, you know, he's getting me, he's booking the flight, and all of a sudden they're like, no, you don't get it. You both need to be here now. And I'm like, otherwise you'll feel like you're shouldering all of it. Well, no, I would. I thought he was going to wake up from the coma. I thought that there was no chance. I didn't realize because they cannot proclaim someone brain dead for 72 hours. Oh, I see. I thought, okay, he's super smart. He's going to lose supreme brain cells. He's going to get reamed out by me when he wakes up. Don't misunderstand. But all is going to be well because that has been our life. All has always been well. Right. Mm. So it's the denial. It's And so to hear his perspective that. First, the phone call in the middle of the morning, five in the morning, he thought it was about my mom because my mom had been ill. And he's like, wait, it's our son? And then just the processing of all of the things that he went through. Mm. Vastly different than my experience. Same room, same child, same everything. Different perspectives. They wanted him to sign the death certificate. He was physically incapable and collapsed and couldn't get off the hospital floor in the hallway. And they're like, Mm. I'm sorry, it's been hours. Do you mind signing it? I'm like give me the damn thing here right just let us you know so different experiences same child but that was his way and it forced him to address his feelings because he had to share what he felt yep versus stuff 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 yeah which men, you're men right. don't do that very right. well mm, right that is absolutely stunning yeah it's yeah it's yeah we we could not relate no way so. And we don't want you to. Right. But nor can we be fixed because right. there's not a fix. The biggest thing is, and it's a very graphic picture that's so wonderful, is you can go to the poo and um, piglet one or what, wherever they're sitting in the puddle and they're like, "How you know, are you feeling blue? How can I help you or whatever? And it's like, just sit with me. Right. I won't always be in this big, deep ditch. I can't. I can't live in a ditch because it's there's no food, there's no water, there's no sunlight. Sure. Be with me. I will crawl out of it. Never going to be the same person. Right. But be with me and understand where I'm at because I don't understand where I'm at. Yeah. And you talk about all over the place. I could be happy in one minute and the very next minute yelling and it could be for nothing. (laughs) Sure. It depends on the stage of grief and where you're at. How many days, how many months, how many years. Are are your parents still alive? My father is. Uh, Your mother passed away? She passed six months and two days after my son. So (laughs) do you have the the same, are are the, when you, um, what I'm trying to drive at is that the the loss of your mother versus the loss of your your son, they're different? Completely. You are supposed to outlive your parents. Right. Yep. That was an expected Mm. passing, if you will. It's not unknown, not unexpected, not out of order. Right. Still painful, Um, but yeah. But still, but my different. but my mom got married. My mom had children. Yep. My mom had a career. My mom had a house. My yeah. son Correct. died as a junior in college at yeah. the He's height still of his life. Formulating. So yep. you're the to 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 move the the, the podcast and, and start labeling this. You are you guys going to talk about your experiences? Or are you going to have 
your guests that have similar experiences a way for them to to vent and and share absolutely to the community so that people can say all right well this is this is the reality this is everybody's reality normalizing it correct yes. yeah not being afraid to talk about the things that it, it could be anything from intimacy I mean, oh, I wow. truly remember the first time trying to be intimate with my husband going, okay, if my son's dead, he's all knowing, he's in heaven, he sees all, uh-uh, we're not doing that <laughs> oh, in front Lord of him. Oh, Lord have mercy. You, that's a female's, what are you saying? that is a female's perspective. Great, so I'm banging, my, my grandparents are watching. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, no. Welcome to yes. my thoughts. We have, Welcome to my thoughts. We have several hundred, hundred hundreds of they're of just ancestors. staring at you yeah. paul they're all, yeah. they're all they've around got the cards they've yeah. got scorecards they're like he's doing everything oh, wrong. no they, he's they, doing it all they look wrong. at paul they're like red <laughs> doing it wrong yeah, poor yeah. shelly what's she doing <laughs> paul get your ass a little higher please <laughs> a little but higher they, these are the bizarre things that that you what's that's, going on over that's the wrong hole come on come on Wow, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. We have a red card. I'll yes. red card myself yes. on that one, yes. Yes. All right. Well, you know. Uh, okay, what was your second question? Ah. There's nothing off limits. I'd rather talk about no, it all uh, and have it. No. So, uh, the, what was the first question? It was, how did it affect my our relationship with our okay. spouse? The, this, the second one is, was, was the comparison. Uh, so, it was, uh, did it affect your relationship? And, uh, and then the, the second one was the comparison, the variance between losing uh, a loved one like a parent versus a, a child. And, and yes, you, you nailed it. You basically said, you know, you... you you gave birth to that thing. It's right. What, you it's know, it's right. what could it's, have been. Well, right, exactly. And I, I'm on a daily basis, I tell my daughter how sorry I am that she only made it for 19 years, that she has missed so many experiences out of life. And that's a whole other part of grief is feeling bad that she didn't get to live longer. She didn't get to get married. She didn't get to have children of her own. Yeah. And that's a whole other sec- a, a part of grief that it needs to be talked about as well. So. Right. Sure. The what could have been aspect there comes of a, it. There comes a point where... You got to start retraining your brain to to work through this stuff. Absolutely. So I'm assuming you're going to have the, those training exercises. I don't even know how the hell you would do that. I don't know. Well, there's I such don't a don't thing think about it. There's don't think about it. Don't think about it. How crazy is that? And look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a on a different. My my wife has agoraphobia. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. That, that's the kind of stuff I'm kind of correlating to. I try to get her to not think about things. That is crazy. No. And I couldn't imagine telling you guys not to think about that. Because I, I kind of, even thinking about losing my son over there, I would fucking go apeshit. I, I, I just, again. I, you, you can't. You Unrelatable. It, yeah. You, you, my daughter is on my mind every day, all day. And she's not on the earth, but I think about her all the time. But so. instead of not thinking about it, you think of what you are grateful that you did yeah. have. Yeah. I had so the 20 years with him. That, I had the experience. Yeah. I had. That's. I, and if I, I've told Sue this many times, if I had his life in a nutshell, it's a flipping fabulous life. He traveled most of the world. He was happy. He, he went out on the high. He never knew the pain that we're inflicted upon. Not mm. that he did that to us, but it, that we're going through because of their death. Um, he, he had an incredible life. Right. And so if I can focus on the positives of what I do have, of the memories I have, of what I do have currently, whether it's I don't like for food, I don't like for shelter, I don't like for much. I, yeah. I miss that. I miss that relationship, um, things like that. But it at some point in time, people that have grieved for longer have said, 
it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you to focus on how much pain you're in. You never right. come out of it going, I feel so good that I've focused on that. So you try, you pull yourself out quicker and quicker. Yeah. But you can't be pulled out. You have to pull well, yourself. Yeah. And what? it's all about creating a new you. Right. The old you is gone. So you're learning life all over again. And and you want it to be a happy new you. Like yeah. somebody who enjoys, enjoys life. So yes. I'm going to I'm gonna compare this fun. to my, my wife's issues, which is completely different. And I apologize for even remotely sounding condescending comparing this. But when she would have some of her panic attacks because of her stuff that she's got going on, it was about reprogramming your brain. Right. So when you get the stimuli of you thinking about your child passing, you know, I, I compared it to my wife saying if when you get this stimuli, you need to think you need to trigger yourself to change directions and think about something else. Is that part of what you guys are being coached on how to handle it? So well, I can tell you, you cannot live without that because you need distractions constantly to get through the pain. Because when you, a lot of times, even though I had a great memories with my daughter, it's very painful that she's not with me. So when I start to think about her and I, I'm not ready to be in that grieving situation, I need to distract myself to move on, to move forward. Otherwise, it would be very difficult. So that that's kind of what I'm driving at. Moving on part is uh, I think that some of the, I think, maybe it, you don't want to let go. No, you can't. Can you, you can't. let go of your child? Can you never talk to your child again right. for the rest right. of your life? You Look, can't. Again, I'm on the outside, <laughs> right. and I'm just posing these things because, right. uh, you know, you've got these movies. You know, you got like, mm. you, know, you got Tom Cruise when he loses Goose and he goes out to the edge of the <laughs> the, the, right. the 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 ship and he's got his dog tags and he throws them and he's like, oh, I gotta let go of this this. It, that's kind of what I'm driving at. There, there comes a, a point where you, you got to make an emotional stand for yourself so that you can survive. And that's the process of learning your new self is how do you survive now with a dead child? Right. Um, that's bless. a whole process, and that does not. It doesn't happen in a couple of years. That ha- that's no, the journey right. we're on. Right. It's a long journey right. to figure out your life now. <laughs> so, so where you're at today rebuild. in yeah. 10 years will be something different. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Right. So yeah. do you do you have other children? I do. Yes. How has that impacted your relationship with them? Has it? Um, I, I think for me, I'm more scared that they're going to die also. Are I mean, you more I'm, protective? We're not letting them do things? But, they're young adults, so I don't have the uh, <laughs> ability do to do that. But yes, I'm terrified now when they go out because I know now that you right. can die, I'm and sure. I'm terrified that they will die. So yes, it's an extra level of worry. Correct. An incredible extra level of worry. Correct. I mean, again, you know, uh, my condolences to all those folks out there that lose people that are close to them, especially their own children. Uh, it's just. Nobody can fathom. Nobody can go. Th- I mean, it's it's just you know, hats off to you. If there's anything we can do to help um, with this, I, I'd like to. I mean, I kind of feel bad because we're sitting here drinking, and uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> life. You yeah. should you it should live life. life. You should we should be around life. We want to be around happiness sure. and joy, and we want to. Yeah, but there's like honestly, Sue, when you when you show up at some of these events, uh, I I kind of purposely kind of I feel like I I tone it down a little bit because I'm kind of like. I don't want her to think that this is just a, a, a crazy, even though we're fucking idiots, you know, but, <laughs> and we sure. are. We are. Yeah. We are. 
I, I want to be so respectful to you, you know, because I, I get it. And we're not that, you know, it just, we're, we are not those people that are going to jump in a car and, and, and drive like that. It's just, everyone's got a story. So I'm excited about you guys creating a platform where people can share their story and create a, a group. And I think we can do, even if you want to use this studio, you can. Yeah, so, I, I think your 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 podcast is drastically different than ours. You're you're yep. I think trying to help people where we're just well, you see what we're doing. <laughs> well, right? you're relating. So, you're <laughs> relating to people. Well, there yeah. is a there's a audience for everything. Yes, right. there absolutely Correct. is. I, I think what we try to do with our podcast is provide escapism. Right, you right. guys have heard of escapism. Right? <laughs> yes, that's yeah. where we actually live in escapism. <laughs> yeah, we we do. Right, right. So, we have 172 so. episodes. You can get lost in those. So. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, if somebody's had a crappy day. You know, they're they're working like crazy. They can they can listen to our podcast and they can just shake their heads at how these three guys are totally stupid, have no idea what they're talking about. But we're funny on occasion, and we're. You know, sometimes saying you know hot topics, you know hot hot sports opinions about things, and and they can talk to the the radio or whatever they're listening to and go, no, I don't think so. you know what I mean. It's escapism. It's Absolutely. to think about something different than what you're normally, you know, mired down in. Well, it's like in, what we so. like to do in the evening. You know, my wife and I will sit down and watch TV and just total escapism. Blank out. That's oh, yeah. right. That's and right. then uh, all of a sudden they start throwing politics and other shows and it pulls you back in. So yep. So one thing, one thing, um, I think you guys might have a challenge with, uh, at least just me trying to think about how you structure your podcast. I mean, so uh, what you know, you'll have to think about. It has to be very structured because you you want them to take away something if it's a help type of thing. Ours is just idiocracy well, and laugh. You want to take away things. I think one thing you'll need to do is. We go for about an hour and ten minutes. I would probably limit yours to nothing over half an hour. Mm. Agreed. Right. And be very targeted. Right. Yes. We have we have topics that we Perfect. have already right. listed that we want to discuss. Perfect. So okay. yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think a podcast where where it's that uh, pinpointed. I think a good half hour on a topic or two or whatever it is. We're a lot more intense. Let's just that's call what it what I mean. It is. It's the very, very intense. But that's as well. But could you listen to an hour like, and ten no. minutes? Right? No, you're so, almost holding no. your breath even yes. talking about it. Right. So it's like. Yeah, the best producer says y'all are ready ahead of these. <laughs> yeah, <guys."> yeah. <laughs> you guys are like, oh my god, can Thank we you. go now? <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, we're we're excited for you, and and we'll support you however you know. Uh, however we can in terms of getting you set up and answer questions about stuff. Really appreciate that. Yeah, thank uh, you very much. We appreciate that yeah, a lot. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. So with that being said, uh, we've got more topics to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about how much time we have, Mr. Producer? Uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes. Uh, yeah. well, we can talk you, about Madonna you guys Marana. Have, you guys have Madonna? had to suffer through the whole podcast over the first part of it. You made it. It's so. been fun. <laughs> so, right, well, Informative. Okay, so, so for the next seven minutes, you guys have to actually engage in what we're talking about. We're going to talk about Madonna. Did I hear that right? Madonna. Oh, well, first of all, how old is Madonna? She's in her 60s. I thought she was in her 70s. And she's no. dressing no, like 60s. a 17-year-old, I think, right? Well, I, I think... I think. Uh, but props to her. She looks great. No, I, mean, uh, I don't know about the looks For the age. No, look at her. That, like right there. Yeah. That no. Oh, that's, she's sixty-five. That's, that's a lot yeah. of plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has got some crazy shit going on. Somewhere in there is real skin. Yeah. Well, she, she was. She I was mean, a beautiful woman she, back in the day. She, I, she, she looks like a fucking grapefruit that's been pumpkinized. Oh, she's like she's very stretched. Lots of fillers. 
You know, it's the, the sad it's part sad. about that. It, we we see that so often when aging, you know, aging women, aging men too, right? There's men and women, and they why, why, why can't they just be comfortable in their skin and yeah. and not try to reclaim the glory of Hollywood when they were at their peak? And I don't yeah, understand. She's that. got these butt in uh, implants. Have you ever seen the pictures uh, of her no, butt? No, seriously. Don't, I don't want to yes. see those. Oh, uh, there! It's like she's wearing a chair. Oh my god! Like wow. these cushions that are on, like whatever. I mean, I just want to hear her sing. I don't care about all the. She's still touring, so, is she not? She just she's started just another tour. tour. So yeah, I'd be curious. You know, it's if her, she's got her the farewell voice. tour. So pull up that one where it had the timeline. Scroll, scroll down. It oh. had a it had a different years. Uh, keep going right there. Okay, here we go. Eighty two, eighty five, ninety six. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, what's that. happening? Do we have any audio on that? That's the Madonna OnlyFans. Oh, that's a video. Wow. So 64. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Seriously. No one, no one even commented on that. Yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Only. Uh, all right. Yeah. It's 82, 85, 96, 2016, and 2020. So basically almost every. I mean, well, she's cute. She's years. just an idiot. She's not cute anymore. She, she's. I don't oh. know what she's done to her face. Well, she. She had. <laughs> she was cute. She had like fifteen thousand Bangladesh boy uh, oh, foreskins injected in her that, face. No, that's the thing. That that's is a, a real thing. That you know what we thought he was crazy. Sandra that is Bullock. A, that's yeah. apparently a real thing. Yeah, but she, we don't have to talk about it. It's gross. No, no. Let's 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 what, open what this can injecting? of worms. Let's open what this. Are we injecting <laughs> Bangladeshi boys foreskin? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. 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 Yeah. It's a but real thing. Not necessarily wow. Bangladesh, but just mostly you know foreign foreign uh, children's what, foreskins. What does that do for one's body? Ev- evidently, it's supposed to right. anti-aging uh, or something. It's anti inject it. Not even just rubbing them on it, or something it's like a restoration. <laughs> It's restoration. It's a way of mitigating the cellular decay, I guess. I don't know. They just inject themselves when they're thinking, right, here we go. Here it's, we go. It, was, it was Sandra Bullock, and, and the oddest thing, it no, was Ellen. stem cells. That Ellen, pulling from foreskin. Yeah, the, That's the foreskin totally tissue is collected during circumcision, and the stem, the stem cells in the growth factors present in the tissue are extracted and processed into a cream and uh, shot all over the face, topically. Oh, God, really? What? So Ellen what? DeGeneres uh. called out Sandra Bullock on her show and the, forced she her to did. say it. Wow. She did. See if you can pull up the uh, the Sandra Bullock, uh, what is that bitch's name? Okay. Ellen DeGeneres. So, okay. Uh, Ellen. okay, hold on. We, Sandra and we Ellen. We have to be real here. And, and face. So what these uh, celebrities are doing are, are buying exceptionally expensive creams Uh-oh. from somebody what that told that? them, oh, you got to use this for your face. is great. They probably don't even know what's in it. And if they do. Sandra if, Bullock does. If they do, if they're told what's in it, which is stem cells from foreskins. They're no, gonna be she like, didn't say stem oh, cells. Okay. She said it was chunky foreskin. Uh, Ellen. Oh, God. I, I don't know. She didn't I, say chunky. but Okay, but it, I Sandra didn't find Bullock, any Ellen. of you arguing when it was semen. I'm just going to say. Well, that's natural. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Totally See? natural. And that is good for the skin. <laughs> yeah. <See? laughs> it's generally women's skin, not men's skin. Oh, that's okay. Godly. Yeah. No, I don't, godly. Use, I don't use that. No. No. But women right, should. Well, no, no, but put Sandra Bullock and Ellen. We want to pull up the uh, <laughs> there it is. interview. There Penis it is. Facial. Ooh, this podcast got weird. All right. Let's see if we can pull up. I don't know if we have sound, though. All right, well, there she is sitting with uh, Ellen DeGeneres. She's getting very uncomfortable and blushing, and obviously she's talking about foreskins on her face. She yes. does look great, though. She does. <laughs> I gotta she give does. Her that. I can't argue with that, right? No, you can't. So The title of this is Sandra Bullock Got a Penis Facial. 
Yeah. Oh, come on. Jeez. That's a bit much. But that got people to watch. There well, you go. It got Sean to watch because he found it. Well, there I mean, we look, this was, a, this was an interview. First of all, I, I really, I, I think Sandra Bullock was uh, super attractive. I think she's uh, I a rock star in, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, it that changed after I saw this interview because I'm kind of like, how shallow can you be to have to go through those types of those lengths? It's just of, a cream that their their specialty skin doctor gave to them. <sighs> so you're 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 supporting this. I am. I think foreskins should be. Uh, uh, okay, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> anyway, God. I you know what's the the sadder part of this again is the whole chasing. What is it? Chasing the the youth. Fountain yeah, the of fountain youth? of you. Thank you. That's exactly youth. what I was looking for. Well, honestly, to put a different spin on it, I think if you're a Hollywood actress, especially someone like Sandra Bullock, that you have pressure to look young. You have you pressure to look fantastic. Like, Otherwise, they're not going right. to put you in the next Speed Four. Correct. Well, you know what? Can I, you imagine I, all the pressure she lives under to look yeah. young and beautiful? Well, and, we've had and that look discussion. what she's up against, right? Well, twenty-year-olds that are. Well, we've had know, that discussion, right? and actually, one of her last movies. She looked terrible. She wow. was older, no makeup. Uh, she was an ex-prisoner, and she looked terrible. Wow. Oh, and, in a role that was meant for me? Well, yeah, be? it was just, yeah, she didn't look young. She didn't look hot or anything like that. And I don't think she had any prosthetics or anything. It was just, you know, I'm sure that she had some makeup on to make her look well, a little bit. Well, good for her. I mean, I mean you know, she's pl- playing a role, then she's, yeah. Oh, what do you got here? A piece of skin that came from... A young person, um, far, far away, and they somehow figured out how to extract... It's foreskin from a Korean baby. Korean. Uh, (laughs) That's what it is. Wow. Yep, and she was called out. It's just stem cells. Whatever. You're you're legitimizing it. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I I apologize. So so what do you want them to do with the foreskin later? I mean, are they supposed to save it and preserve it? I mean, they're not they're not using it for anything, so they're just extracting the stuff. Now, if you were to like, if you want to like heal paralysis or something like that, that's the word that I roll. Because every morning you want to try to. If there was something to make me look youthful in your dump, there's a chance that it could be sold. That's all I'm going to say. There's a chance there's a market for it. Well, I mean, it's no different than what do you call it? The umbilical cord. I don't even want to. The umbilical cord blood. There you go. There you go. Well, people also eat the placenta. Oh yeah, that's oh, a whole Jesus. lot of. Yes. Well, what I mean, that that's going has, on here. Well, that has been a practice for like hundreds and hundreds of years because it is incredibly nutritious for the mother who just who just gave birth to so eat you, herself. You, you put that like on a nacho placenta, chip. Yes, it's like supposedly <laughs> that's a like, part of her. Oh God, She's not eating herself. <laughs> well, sure it is. It came out of her. Oh my God. Maybe it was attached to her. Wow. Maybe mix it in a nice fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, sprinkle it on there. Juliana. No, forget this. Yeah. Well, spritz a little bit. Okay. Uh, pizza or pate. Oh. Anyway, back to Madonna. Back. To <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Let's talk about uh, Trap. Uh, uh, not Trap. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. And, uh, well, and we'll Taylor do Swift. That. We'll do that oh. on our second That's half. That's for the to. second half. Well. That's the music. Where All we get, kinds of stuff. We Look, get uh, off the stage. It's a little convoluted here, but you know what? I, I enjoyed the podcast. It was a great one. Um, we got the second half that's about to pop open. We got a brand new bottle of bourbon we're going to be bringing in. And uh, 
we got lined up. We got a whole list of shit we never even talked about. Yeah, we didn't get to any of that. Which is pretty typical. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Thank you, our guests, Sue. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. I I don't know if this is squashing your dreams of a podcast or making you more excited about a podcast. But I hope you guys do it, and I hope it reaches a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you very much. Dudes like us, I am Sean. I'm Paul. And I am Jeff. And I'm Ann. And Sue. Adios. All right.